the scooter, and then I missed the scooter sober several you know times. What? You had the big wheel, and it's a sitting one. I did. I did have the big wheel. That would have been hilarious. Uh, I released an episode out of the commercial we made. You're going to release it, or you actually I already did. It? Man, I cannot keep up with anything. I know. At this point, since since the whole toe COVID debacle. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've been just a traveling shit show, I, haven't we? <laughs> I cannot keep anything together. Like, I'm trying to find my notes that we had. Did you get the email I sent you this morning? I got it this morning, yeah. Okay, that, good. that saved my butt because... Well, I had I had tagged you in on it originally, and then I was like, you know, I wonder if you got it because everything got so hacked. I'm going to send it again. No, that was... that was per- Oh, okay, here it is. So, so today, when we talk about the Sound Pollution Podcast show, mm-hmm. I think we should just tell them what the lineup is going to be and who's going to be playing when. Okay. Do you want to do it at the beginning or the end? Okay, I'm cool with however you want to do it. I I don't have a preference. I just kind of want to talk about it, you know, kind of give some more details. Okay. Well, we're already recording, and they've heard some of that. So what details would you like to give, my lovely friend? <laughs> so, uh, hey, thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Sound Pollution podcast show that we will be having in Texas at the carousel. Stoked. So uh that should be pretty cool. Should be a cool, fun show. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give do. you the lineup. Just do it. So it's happening on Wednesday, September no, Wednesday, October twenty sixth. Ah no, no, I'm not doing this month again. Start over. <laughs> well, it'll just be the last half of the month. Um but anyway. Oh. So the podcast pollution. <laughs> oh man! You know what? I'm going to leave all of this in and just insert little. Uh, this is uh, good times. This is real life. This just doesn't just happen. Go ahead, try again. So the Sound Pollution Podcast Show at the Carousel will be held on Wednesday, October 26th. We go live in your face in Sukara if you speak Spanish at 7 p.m. Approximately at 7.05, Uncle Brent will be your acoustic fluffer. So, and then at 7.20, we're going to have Round Rock Rick and his big old stick up there playing. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) 8.10, we're going to have Andy and Thumper. And and how they're going to perform is kind of a mystery because it could be Andy and then Thumper and then Andy and Thumper. Or it could be Probably. Thumper and Andy. Probably. One of those two. You know, it's going to be some kind of. They're going to be fun. It's all the matter. Some kind of cool thing. And then at 930, you have Uncle Brent and the No Stone. Full band in your face coming at you. And then uh, the closing, Trashy Annie. She'll start at 1030 and she'll uh, take us home. So other than that, I hope y'all guys can come. Man, you better come out. Come see us. Yeah, come to the show. But it's going to be fun. Beer is really inexpensive there. Oh, that's a, that's a, mm-hmm. I did not know that. There oh, is a circus, beer. there is circus theme for you to enjoy and take pictures at. 
Um, there's an elephant you can touch. There's an elephant in the room. That there is legitimately touch. an elephant in the room, and we're all going to talk about it. Uh-huh. You and I see that backdrop. I don't think of, like, the circus thing. I think of, oh, God, remember in the original Dumbo mm-hmm. where he's, like, he gets drunk off the water that has alcohol in it, mm-hmm. and he's, like, seeing all the elephants and woozles? Oh, I still think we all should have done some sort of costume thing. It's so close to we could have done like a whole three ring circus thing. We could have. We could have got you a top hat. You could have. I'll still be wearing somebody a hat. Shot, somebody shot me down on that, so. Mm. I don't know who that was. I You're can't even imagine. Cannot even and imagine. Where are the, where are the uh, proceeds going to? They're going in my back pocket. We we also take credit cards, um, so feel free to drop those in the tip jar. Unfortunately, you will not get them back, but don't worry. The credit will be spent very well. We'll raise that credit score for you. Mm hmm. We sure will. As long as you pay the bill, everything will be all right, people. Hey, I want to give a real quick shout out to Andy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I was uh having a because you know I've missed a lot of work due to this, mm-hmm. and then I got quietly fired. So, mm-hmm. um, I was really struggling because I wanted to stay with Brent, but I wanted to, and I'm still gonna come see you. I'm gonna annoy you. That's the goal. But uh, initially, I wanted to be near the venue, and mm-hmm. so I, I, per Brent's re- request, he was like, "We'll find out where they're staying," and of course, they were staying somewhere I could not afford. And you know, somewhere Rich cool with like bastards. a with like a pool and a gym and shit. And I was like, yeah. So is there a Motel Six near that? And he was like, uh, why? And I'm like, because I'm trying to to be near. And then he shot back. Him and his wife used their credit card credit credit card points to um get me a room for a few nights. So I'm gonna hang out over there and peruse Austin. And I thought that was very sweet, and I just wanted to say thank you to them because they didn't need to do that. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's very sweet. It was very um, sweet. I have to tell you about the Saxon Hunt show. Okay, yes. Because – and everything building up to that. So well, I don't know – pictures look great, by the way. I don't know if you want to keep this in here or put it in another episode, but here goes. So as you know – the Saxon Pub is like the premier venue in Austin. Everyone that's a good musician wants to be there, and everyone that sucks wants to be there because that's just the place to be. I hadn't played there since 2019, mm-hmm. and so finally I got my shot. She booked us, and I go to tell my band, and the following week my drummer says he has cancer. And right. so he's not going to be able to do it. So I should have break in my pants. And then after I change my pants, I go and um, I go and start looking for another drummer. So I find this drummer and we bring him in to practice. And Lord bless his little heart. He was just like the little engine that could. Oh, that I wouldn't. So I kind of hired him. But then I told him, no, thank thank you for practicing, though. Here's here's some money that I don't have. And then, so I found this other guy and he was like really good and he made it to two practices. 
And I was like, yes. And then my guitarist gets COVID. So he can't practice. The next week, trying to schedule a practice, the drummer goes, I can't do it. I hurt my, hurt my, my leg. And so I'm like, okay. Thinking, cause we still had two more practices available, you know, to practice, yeah, yeah. And get ready for the show. So we missed that one. And I was like, okay, everyone just stay at home and study and, you know, do what you need to do to get your shit together. Hold on just a second. Sound animal, are you there? I am, yeah. Hi. Hi, sorry. He was in the middle. Just let him finish the story because now I need to know the ending. Sorry, honey. Go ahead. So this is the third drummer for this one show. So he's hurt his foot, but he's like, I'll be better next week. So on Monday, I book the rehearsal studio so we can go in there and practice. And he texts me and goes, I still can't do it. I'm still swollen. He was talking about his leg. People, and that get was your the- mind out of the gutters. <laughs> that was the same week as the show? No, this is the, the week before the show. Still not good. Go ahead. We end up having practice, and we're just doing it to a drums. We're practicing to a drums machine. We're not doing it to a drum machine. We're practicing. And because he can't do it, but he's there because he owns the facility. And it's true. He looks like shit. <clears throat> so... Anyway, I said, he goes, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this show. And I'm thinking in my head, fuck, you know, because Mm -hmm. since COVID in your toe, everything has to be total shit. You know, it can't be easy, man. It can't be. No, no. So basically (laughs) I said, let's wait till tomorrow. So he texts me. I text him and I say, hey, how you doing? And he goes, "I, I can't do the show. And I'm like, fine. And I go, and I don't, I go, I've asked everyone I know. Everyone's either booked or there's something wrong with their toe. So anyway, he finds this guy and I hire this guy on Saturday for a show that's on Tuesday. Oh my God. This guy is playing all weekend long, Monday, and then our show. So we don't even get to practice with him. I've oh, never God. met him. I'm asking all my musical friends, hey, does this dude, Do you know this dude, dude play? Right. And they're all going like, Ray's like not helpful at all. He goes, well, this is going to be a shit show. I'm going to have to be there. <laughs> he so goes, I'm going to heckle the fuck out of you. And he would. And yes, he would. <laughs> but I heckle back. But anyway, so I meet him the night of the show. Like, an hour before we have to go on. Oh, no. But he's cool. Okay, he's a, okay. He's a nice guy. Now, if he can only keep a rhythm is what I'm saying in my head. So I told him, hey, the venue has everything we need. Just bring what you need as a drummer. So when we get in there, they no longer have a house drum set. And he only has his cymbals, sticks, and his snare. No way. Fuck yeah. And so I shit my pants again because this is just ridiculous. And oh, and to put this on top, Randy from RLP is there. Of course. And he's he's doing video and taking photographs. The whole goal of this thing is for me to have a a drummer with some cymbals and a couple. (laughs) You know what? I honestly thought, can I find someone with a fucking triangle? 
I need some tambourine. Let's see if he nicks this shit. Like maybe, maybe some bean cans with some rocks, what? some asphalt rocks in there. I'm desperate. So at this point, I go, I go to the band leader and I go, "Hey man, do you think your drummer would any way at all?" allow us to use our drum set. I thought they had a full set here, but they do not. And you would know that because you just played, but I'm a fucking idiot. And I go, do you know? And the dude goes, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. And I go, where is he? He goes, he's over there. And he, like, points in the darkness. Oh, helpful. You're like, <laughs> so, so. And I'm so like. Which dude that I can't see? He's he's like pointing in Do the I just darkness. Just feel for him in a, in a parking lot, you know. <laughs> so so he go. I go okay, and I go. Will you introduce me when he comes back? So mind you, we only have thirty minutes to get set up Whoa. and get on stage and go. So now it's fifteen minutes into our thirty minutes setup, and the dude comes back finally, and I go. Are you Bob? And he goes, yeah, I'm Bob. And I go, Bob, I need to ask you for a favor. <laughs> and I was like, I thought there was a full drum set here, and there's not. <laughs> and I go, on top of that, I had to pay almost 200 bucks for this drummer I have here, and there's no drum set. And he's the fourth drummer I've tried to book for this show. And the dude looked at me and goes, well, I really wasn't planning on staying, and I was like, if there's any way at all. I go, I don't have a lot of money, but it's yours. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pay it forward. And I was like, okay. what do you mean? What does that mean? He goes, I'm just going <sighs> to let you lose, use it. You don't have to pay me, and I'm going to stay here because apparently you have – you're an idiot, and I can't leave you alone with the drum set. <laughs> and I was no, like, yes, I wouldn't have sir. either. <laughs> so, so the dude, so the dude had just unloaded his drum set off the stage. Oh god! So oh, I tell my drummer that I just paid for my fourth drummer, and he goes, "Cool," because he's like, either way, I'm getting paid. I can play a triangle. I can sit there behind him and do jumping jacks, yeah. or I can have drums. So the other drummer, Bob, helps him get the drums on the stage, get them set up, nice. and Bob gets us going. Aww. Aww. Bob, you're such hey. a... Yeah. Hey, Bob. Bob. Bob, you are like a superhero. And if I were into dudes, hey, I would totally be all over you. Bob saved the day. You, and you can't imagine the amount of stress that I was already under because we never practiced with the fourth drummer. I had only heard him play on Instagram. Nice guy, you know, and yeah, he could play, but I didn't know if he could like, he was aware of what drums were based off of what I heard, but I still didn't know if he could play. You, do you know what I'm saying, Sound Animal? Yeah. You know, because there are people that you're like, Oh, they know a G chord and a D chord, but can they do anything else? Mm -hmm. But he fucking, oh. Was he good? He was good. And the cool part about it was he was smart enough to understand the dynamics. I didn't even have to tell him about it. I didn't have to go, now on this part, I'm going to sing softer. 
So I need you to not bang the shit out of the drums. He like actually listened and dropped his volume and we didn't finish any song together. None of the artists, none of the people on the stage finished the song together because I would try to cue everyone in, but he just, the drummer just didn't know. So he would just keep right. going. So pretty much trash can punch all night. Dice. But anyway, so Bob saved the day and Alex kind of saved the day. Yeah. Sound animal. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I have to hear the end of that story. Oh, no, no apologies needed. That was, that was an amazing story. Sound animal. What have you been up to? I missed you. I miss you too, sweetie pie. Oh, I love um, her. She's so sweet. I got to meet her in person. Yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> Nothing was really open in the Bay Area still, so. Yeah, we made do. That was fun. Um, we walked around the sidewalks. That's a lot of what I do. I walk around the sidewalks. <laughs> Sound Animal, I have been working on a great introduction for you, but we didn't do it in the intro <laughs> or now because you're already talking. So I would like to do the intro I had planned for you. Can I do Over that? you. Okay. Today we are interviewing Sound Animal, an experimental California genre-defined band of one, playing a wide variety of unexpected instruments. Sound Animal is a compelling artist that delves into multiple genres. She successfully blends audio and visual work to create a unique experience only limited by the imagination of the individual. Oh, we present yeah. Sound Animal. Yay. Thank you. That's really beautiful. I even wrote some of that that's, shit myself. I could tell, man. That's, that's really nice. Thank you. Well, yeah. I've been pounding the sidewalks. That's what I do. Hey, I have a question. I have been, I follow you on Facebook and I love, and I love the questions that you post. I don't always respond to them, but I make answers in my head. Do you follow her on Facebook yet? I have a lot of things in my head. It's a problem. I follow her everywhere. That's why there's a restraining order. Ah. (laughs) So, so she's been making these little posts about this one random dude that she sees from her apartment every day <laughs> many times a day have I you have what? you ever like introduced yourself or is he just part of like the morning tea um you know it's it's very odd that um he is somehow able to avoid me like when like my housemate sees him regularly and the guy just stands there it's like no big deal you know he walks past him it's not a big thing but somehow i never have seen him like we're never in the same place at the same time like if my housemate didn't and and you know other people had not seen him i would start to think wait a minute what's going on here he's actually me isn't he because i like if skies are so skies are so zen. He's like so, somehow disappears, but where does he go? Like when he sees me walking yeah. down the sidewalk, where does he go that fast? But he just like appears, does weird things, and then goes away. What kind and of weird things? Let's let's talk about weird things. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what his movements are from. You know, um, could be anything, but. I like to imagine that he believes that he's coming to this particular cactus 
and doing some sort of ritual to enhance the flow of the universe. That's, that's the, like, probably the best it could be. And so I made a song about that for him, which, like, takes him on his, takes, lets him live his best self through, through the song. Let me ask you this. Is this one of the songs that we're going to be listening to today? Nope. God damn it. <laughs> Got me all excited. Like, no. It's called Emerge and it's got a picture of of somebody emerging out of a cactus. Nice. And, and nice. it's really like, you know, Kundalini esque. It's got this sort of snake coming down below him and, and he's you know, he's like this central core you can't see me right now, but I'm acting out. I'm acting out, emerging from the cactus and going up into the into the great beyond and down into the great below. And so, yeah, um, every now and then I've I've kind of wished I could like say, hey, here's a here's the thumb drive. You might want to like plug it in somewhere. <laughs> and it has the song and the and the art on there, you know, and like would he would he like that? Or then what weird thing would happen? I love your artwork. Yeah. Your artwork, the stuff you do is like really cool. Thank I, you. I mean, I not to take away from the cactus guy. But you know that cactus man. Cactus <laughs> He's coming to your town. Put on more clothing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, my, my visual arts, that was, that's always been a big thing for me. Um, I mean, now, you know, I have help of lots of like, digital art programs, but I've just, you know, I've used like Photoshop and things like that for a long time. And so I, that was my, that was one of my big things. I felt like I was giving the world was my, my visual arts. And so I was really involved in the art scene for a long time. Had a, co-owned an art gallery and was art wow. judge for years, this international contest and art director of magazines and, you know, just like immersed. And, uh, so it was a great way to just meet a lot of people and create a lot of, uh, great projects together, like magazine issues that were combining multimedia, stuff like that. It was really fun. Yeah, you have some cool stuff going on. I was looking at your stuff online. What is freak folk? I need a definition. And I it was hard to abstain from going and finding it and classifying it because I want to know what your classification of freak folk is. What is that? I guess you would say like they they it came in the 1990s. It was sort of for people who were interested in making folk, but making it, you know, more unique and experimentally creative and um, wild and wacky. You know, it's like the, it's it's got folk elements, but it also has, um, you know, maybe psychedelic, maybe industrial or, you know, it could go in all sorts of directions really with the with the freakishness and it's not something i am that uh versed in myself but i'm i do some collaborations with somebody who does quite a bit of freak folk and so i'm playing in his um albums and uh so they're coming out from you know very cool places like uh the swamp records 
That's cool, which runs into my next question. So you've released a few collabor... I'm sorry, I said the word wrong. You've released a few coal aberrations. (laughs) Yes, yes, somebody appreciates that. Somebody noticed. Thank you. And you have a robust catalog developed for movie and sync. Mm -hmm. At least I think. And so my favorite quote from on your entire website is this. And I'm going to say the quote and then I'll ask a question. So the quote I like is, I'm not available for writing a score that other musicians will play. (laughs) They probably would go insane. And we don't want to do that. Now, do we or do we? (laughs) So my question is, have you ever found an artist that does not suffer from some sort of mental illness? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, well, I would assume that. um, Oh, shoot. What's his name? He does all those. You know, everybody's there. Norman Rockwell. Mm -hmm. Norman Rockwell didn't seem like he had a mental illness, right? Like, you cannot be Norman Rockwell and have a mental illness. Why can't you? There's one. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking, matter of fact, I'm thinking he has the worst illness out of all of them. Interesting. Because of how his artwork is displayed and the effort he puts into it to be ordinary and non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like he's suppressing something. He's going by, he's going along with the agenda and, and obeying the proper paradigm so perfectly, so completely. Like he, it's, he almost as a person does not exist. He's a shell man. So he is either really sarcastic. Do you hear the coughing out there? I hear something. Is that is that Cactus Man? Yeah. Cactus Man. Shut up. Yeah, he's been out there for a little while. Well, let's go see him. <laughs> I think you should be. Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now. Cactus Man, come here. Come Cactus Man. Cactus Man, come hear your song. <laughs> How you are just sitting there and he's there and you haven't said anything because I would be that person. <laughs> Yo, dude, what's your name? He has a name. It's Cactus Man. Cactus Man? <laughs> like Batman. Cactus Man. I'm ready to get in the music, man. Do it. You so, what did you think of Bone text. Storm right now? I thought it was trippy. Hmm. And what? There's a sound in there that I cannot quite put my finger on. It sounds like someone breathing into a fan. Yes. <laughs> No, no, that's another song. I breathe into a fan in another song, and I love it, but it's not happening in that one. What is that ooh, sound? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, you sound like Can I ask my question? Go ahead. So is coughing in a helicopter in this song? Coughing in a helicopter? No, um, I mean, not consciously. I mean, if you think about it, you you're talking about blowing into a fan or doing whatever it is you were talking about with the fan. It's kind of you know a helicopter spins like a fan, uh-huh. and coughing makes noise from the mouth. Uh-huh. I just I just heard 
coughing in a helicopter in it. But your stuff is so crazy that I never, I'm like, okay, I need to listen very closely because whatever I hear is not going to be actually what I hear. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to, and I keep going back to, okay, this is a cool, scary intro. Oh, the sustain of the guitar is really cool. Is that coughing? Is that a helicopter? Is that a coughing helicopter? Where does she come up with this stuff? How does she get the cough and the helicopter together? I like this song. It has a good Michael Myers feel to it. Nice. It's, it's very uh very Halloweenish too. So yeah, I yeah. Think it's good uh-huh. that the and the title. Oh my gosh, the title's awesome. I was like before I even um Listen to it. I got a bunch of visuals. Oh, cool. You know? So, yeah, it's a real cool title, too, because it automatically takes you to something visual. You know, like, what would Bone Storm look like? Yeah. Coughing in a helicopter. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, Bone Storm, I was doing things like um, shaking. Um, um, I was using I was I was using all these different percussion tools around me. Mm-hmm. And there was a wastebasket with some percussion tools in it. So I shook the wastebasket. Like, that's what's going on at the beginning of it. I'm shaking the wastebasket full of percussion t- tools. That must be the helicopter. It might be. It's at the, be- it's at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, so it could be, okay, here's what you're hearing, I think. I'm shaking the wastebasket while... I'm into the mic. I'm going. Daffy. <laughs> Daffy. I think that was the coughing. In I the think whole that cup. is what we're hearing. Yes. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> because I, I, I'm like almost like on edge when I listen to your stuff because I'm like. Because I listen to stuff pretty intently, you know, and yours, like, I have to ratch up to another level because most people just use standard stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and I use as little as possible because, you know, it's just how I am.
So let's talk about which way next. I love that one. That one opens with a guitar. So this was technically the third one I listened to. And at this point, I'm like, I'm hearing oboes, keys, the guitar, the oboe and keys and guitar trade off on the melody. And I'm like, oh, my God, did you actually have an oboe on that song? I wish. I played the guitar um, and actually put the guitar part by itself out as a song called Noble. Um, and then I just decided I wanted to add more to it. And so I just used my, you know, hitting keys on the MIDI controller for an internal synth in my, you know, in my laptop. So, so I did it all, uh, that way. I may have actually used some instruments in there. Like maybe I might have used a, um, Melodica may have used, I may actually have used, I think I played a melodica and a flute, but I may have changed the setting on the flute so that it sounded like something other than a flute. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be what you're hearing with the oboe. I, I bet, I, I, think he's talking I about bet that's, I bet yeah. that what it is. Uh huh. Yeah, I play it. I remember it's been a while since I made it and I played a variety of instruments. I'm always just like grabbing a bunch of instruments. So are you using all computer with this? Or are these all instruments you can actually play? Because I know you um, can play drums, you can play guitar, and you can play bass. Um, yeah, I play a lot of instruments. I play silver flute, um, play the Thai cane and the um, Indian punji and Greek double shepherd flute. And like a whole bunch of different instruments. Um, So I have a question. What's it like to be so smart? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be an answer to that question, not just laughing. (laughs) Oh, it's the tragedy of the misunderstood genius. I, I have no, I'm just, I'm. You make the best music in the world and nobody listens to it. I listen to it. I guess I'm nobody. Yes. You, sir, are nobody. Uh, this is a tragic you. genius. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't feel, uh, I don't feel all that, all that smart. Well, we're impressed by you. We are. Thank you.
needed to be impressed by myself um, uh, because I was, <laughs> you know, I don't know, you know, like, it's, no, I really don't have that all that many listeners, you know. And so uh, I was like, OK, how can I psych myself up for the interview? And so I listened to life and I started like acting out um, act like 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 a, a director of my life, you know, like just like this this big drama uh, because to me that's what that song is about it's like honoring your own life and and it's like the the other one um you know which way it's like being noble like it's a lot of the music has to do with like you know seeing the best in yourself and being the best the best self you know remembering your best self and and um and uh and at the same time, like being able to do that while recognizing that, like, I don't know how to put it, but it's not about comparing yourself to what you should be, but it's like comparing yourself to what you are. Yeah. Being okay with yeah, what you are. Whole, not comparing myself to anything, which is a weird thing. Well, it's it's kind of like being in the moment, isn't it? You know, where you're just. But I feel like I was in the moment before, whereas I would also compare myself to what I should be. Well, you just need to stop that because that's not working. What I'm laying down. I know. I'm I'm not doing it now. I mean, I am, of course, but I say I'm not. I like the chimey. I want to say it's a piano with an effect on it, but I'm not sure. It's like a chimey key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that mm-hmm. it lays directly with that, like, dreamy vocal you have going on, mm-hmm. it gave it a very uh, dreamy, urethral kind of effect. What did you use to make that, to make both those tones? The uh, the piano tone, sauce, it was just you know one of the settings and the internal synth, you know I don't remember really the settings of much of anything, um, but uh, the vocals. So that was just me singing into the laptop at three in the morning, um, but um, the witching I, uh, hour. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sorry upstairs neighbor hour. I'm being as quiet as I can. And I my my favorite setting for the vocals on that one is called um, Dream Hall. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing the mixing, really the music, making the music, so much of it is not just about the moment of creation. You know, for me, it's like so much goes into the rest of it. And I know like. Using lots of settings is your is your nemesis right now, but um, but I do tend to use a lot of effects and and things and and so I'll use you know I create reverb throughout all the different tracks and for vocals especially <clears throat> I really like the effect of Dream Hall. But I mean for me, okay, so Dream Hall you you do that it's like a it's called sound design. Um, or space design, and so you go and it's a, it's a reverb. You go to that and you pick out of all these different rooms and halls and warp spaces and outdoor and indoor. Like there's just you can be in the bathroom in a prison, you know, like wherever space you want. You pick it 
And so the dream hall, I'm just, I feel like I kind of would almost fight people over that. Like, that's mine. <laughs> but yet I'm giving you this information. So watch out, people, if you see me in a dark hallway. And <laughs> just, this, you know, it's up to you. Just I'm warning you, you know. So I did notice that there was more vocals on this song than your typical song. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why they were so far down in the mix, because there's some cool stuff going on there. And I realized that vocals aren't your thing all the time, because to you, I think the vocals are like a an accompanying instrument. kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And so is that why you suppress them because you have a cool vocal line going on there can you talk a little bit about that and try not to stab anyone over the effects um i can always um make a different version for you and then i'll like really bring up the vocals and yes i'll do that and send it to you and and, uh because i I like them too you know i think it's i think it's really pretty in there Um, it's really good the keyboard part is really pretty too Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I do tend to think, you know, it's very sound animal-ish not to have an emphasis on words or the human even, you know, over other things. So in a way, the instruments are like other things besides human and sort of blending. Blending is one thing rather than it being about the vocals, you know, it's just sort of it's, it's like almost too much calling attention to myself in a way if it's too much about the vocals and so yeah it's kind of like the wall of sounds as i have i do a lot of wall of sound kind of stuff you know very saturated frequencies so um so the voice just becomes part of that uh where it kind of goes in and out um but you know it's not necessarily the right choice on that song it's, uh, you know, it could have one thing that I like with sync licensing is that you can do a lot of versions of the same piece, you know, leave it out entirely. Bring mm-hmm. You could even bring up the vocals, you know, I mean, that could be one of the sync licensing versions possibly is to like later in the movie, you know, you bring up the vocals and mm-hmm. you can really hear it. But it's not like it's words, you know, it's not words, but it's melody. Uh huh. And that's, I think the melody, the, my favorite part of the song was kind of in the middle where you just kind of pulled back everything except for the keys or the piano. I thought uh-huh. that was really cool. Thank you. Because, because it was like very sparse in that section. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Cause I was, any, anytime I hear something I'm not expecting, it's kind of cool because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't think it was going there. I, I didn't know the story was going in this direction. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. So I like to really surprise people around the mid, around mid, in the midpoint, um, partly because I look at it kind of like a narrative, like a novel or something, which is really different from how you're supposed to do it for sync licensing. You're supposed to have one emotion only. So, you know, you like two minutes would be the longest a piece would go and, you know, it's going to be there to emphasize this one thing. And then, you know, you don't know how it's going to change after that. So you might need like a second piece that comes after that. But, you know, it's really only one piece at a time. And um, 
So that's one thing I'm going to be doing is, you know, breaking down various songs into their into their pieces and and versions and links and everything and uh, creating more uh, availability for movies and games. Talking to a game developer and a movie director, um, you know, about doing their soundtracks and and so. Various people coming to me, you know, suggesting that they want to do things. So I'm doing it mostly sort of reactively. Um, but I've been really studying a lot about um, sync licensing. Went to a sync licensing conference all day long for a few days uh, just recently. And it's, it's a beautiful world, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not very animal, you know. It's very human. Like animal, you know, it's like. If I'm shaking, if they're saying, okay, what's the, the beats per minute and the, <clears throat> and the, um, uh, key and, you know, what beat structure is it in? And it's like, okay, let's see now. I was shaking the trash bag this, this fast for, for this part. And then when he was playing the, when, uh, was playing <laughs> X- backwards. Um, X backwards. The uh, the man who plays the uh, drone ambient guitar, um, like in songs like in uh, Bone Storm. Um, it's like there there is no key to what he's doing, you know. And there's not. It's not like that kind of music. And they're saying, you know, you got to do it. You got to put down a click track first and everything, right? And it's like that's kind of different from some of the animal-like stuff I do. And yet these people like it and they're interested yeah. in the, in their projects. And those projects, if this comes to fruition, will be very interesting. I think. I think you just make up the the key, the time signature. Just, just lie to them. Whenever they ask, just go one twenty. <laughs> The BPM is 120 and the key is Z. I would know. 121.22332. There you go. You should respond like that one time and just like include us in the CC so you can watch their reaction. No, and then then you go to 122.0345 and you go specifically on the 345. So that'd be some like some kind of kind of sub particle polyrhythmic thing yeah. or something. Ooh, I mean, sub particle polyrhythmics, yeah.
Yeah, I like I like what you I like your process that I'm here and I kind of assumed your process is how you're talking about it cuz you kind of there are rules that you do follow. Yes, there are. Thank you. But but you're not afraid to go, "Oh, today this rule's going out the fucking window." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you can hear that in your stuff. But I know you know how to follow the rules mm-hmm. because you choose when to break them. And that's yeah, what I think is cool. And it's also how you strip stuff off or how you build it up. So, I mean, you're a regular musician that just wants to do whatever the hell she wants, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like the old composers, they were like, okay, I know the rules. Let me do this crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. You know, and yeah, thank you. there yeah, is a melody and there is a rhythm to what you do, which uh-huh. brings me to my favorite song, or what. Oh, cool, thank you. That is my favorite song. It has a cool rhythm, almost a Native American rhythm to it. Yes. And then the melody sounds like it's a cross between a sitar and a didgeridoo. It's like... I don't know how you can take a wind instrument and a string instrument and make it one, but that's what it sounds like you did. So, Uncle Brent, that is a great question on So What? There actually is no synth. I It starts with the jam, and I'm playing the electronic drum kit. So I'm sitting on the throne. I am hitting the, the pads. Um, and... Um, Wax Backwards is playing the um, drone ambient guitar through the Helix whereas then I went in afterwards and added some tracks one is me playing Silver Flute and one is me playing Melodica and so they intertwine so it would be hard for you to know which one's which necessarily because it all sounds like the same it's all playing its own melody so the melody tracks in there are melodica and flute and melodica itself is a combination of wind instrument and keyboard right so and then I play the flutter tongue method so I take off it's a little I don't know what you call it like a pipe sort of um, a flexible pipe that you would normally play with, but I like to take that off and just play directly into the melodica because it's better for a flutter tongue method. So with that, you're going while breathing and playing and playing the notes. And um, so that is that is the answer to your question, so. <laughs> Thank you. 
listening to everything you've said, it sounds like you, even when you're done recording, you're still writing the song. And then when you're mixing it, it's like you're still creating too. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy because normally when you get the, you know, get to mixing, it's all done. You know, there's nothing left but crying at that point. (laughs) You know, but with you, with you, it's like you're still creating. So my question is, my final question is with you, is a song ever really finished? Uh, well, that's when the crying part comes in. When it's like in a distributor and it's like, oh man, I really wish I could change it, you know, but it's sort of finalized. Yeah, I don't like that. If you keep the tracks, you can. You can go do whatever you want. But what she's releasing out is already, it's going out that way. Yeah, if it's distributed, like if it's just on SoundCloud or Bandcamp, I change it a lot. I'll go in mm-hmm. and I'll redo it and I'm going to, you know, go in and redo a lot of things. Um, but, um, you know, in a way I'm using the word mixing probably to mean more than just mixing because it's, you know, the whole sound design producing, mm-hmm. um, is it's, it all flows together and mastering, um, you know, so it's a process where I may have, 80 different stems in a song that I'm working with. That's not uncommon. And so that's one reason I have a hard time remembering like what all I played and what the melody even was. It's like, oh yeah, I made a lot of melodies. And then at various times, people are supposed to pay attention to whichever one they want to pay attention to. And then that's the melody. But then next time they hear it, they listen to a different instrument and that's the melody. And it should be able to just keep going for a long time because all the different instruments are sort of playing a melody. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, you can't hear them all. And I know for some people that's going to create like an ear burnout. You know, it's like so much that you have to pay attention to and not pay attention to. And it's like you make you have to make so much choices to listen to the music that it asks a lot of the listener. You know, it's uh it's not something people are always going to be in the mood for when they just want to chill out sometimes. Yeah, no, but it's it's good if you if you're interested in hearing. So, for example, I can never write what you, how you write because at some point I have to be done, you know, uh-huh. because I could sit and work on something forever. But but it sounds like with you, you're constantly creating the machine and rebuilding it and and modifying it. It's almost like it's a Frankenstein's monster. And you just keep adding, I'm going to give him a third arm today. No, I'm going <laughs> to give him a fourth leg. He's going to have three butt cheeks, you know? Except it's kind of sped up. You know, usually I will, I will create this, this, this monster, um, you know, with like so many body parts. I mean, these songs really are, an outrage of body parts. Whereas normally something it's like, okay, well that's definitely the melody and that's the head. And, you know, but with this much, like all of the arms have little heads growing off of them and they have little <laughs> arms growing off of them. And, and then hopefully there's some sort a, of cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully there's some quiet enough times, you know, let you recuperate and like get your bearings and then just like, Bam! Here comes all the arms shooting out again with the little heads on them going blah, 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 blah. 
That's actually a pretty cool visual. <laughs> it was. It really was. That was a cool I, it was I, everything I, I thought it would be. She puts a lot of thought into yes. what she does and what she says. I like that. I think, and I can feel and hear that when I listen to her music. So I'm glad we got to talk to her again because it was too long since she last interviewed her, I think. Yeah, it had been, and it's really, it's just because she's so prolific. It's almost like I can't interview her enough, but I don't want to interview her so much. No, that was a good interview. I appreciate her taking time to come and talk to us. And That was a great interview. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sound Animal. We appreciate you. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe to Sound Solution on whatever listening platform that you are using. Uh, we are going to be in Austin, Texas at the Carousel the 26th of October. That is next month. At this point, that is almost – that is like – 29 days away. Mm-hmm. Um, please come introduce yourselves. Come listen to some great folk rock Americana artists. Come see me probably having a panic attack and semi buzz. It's going to be fun. We're going to get to see the people we've interviewed and talked to, and we're going to have some good music and yeah, we'll have some time. good times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody, get out there and make some.